You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Ask the Expert podcast, where you'll learn key insights, tips, and strategies from experts across the globe to help you create the life and business of your dreams. Now, let's welcome your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi, it's Anne-Marie Cross with another episode of Ask the Expert podcast. Now, sadly, many businesses that start up, they end up failing. And of those that don't fail, well, most of them don't build any real value. Now, someone who knows about how to build a successful business is my guest today, Mark Stecker. Now, Mark grew up in an entrepreneurial family, and by the time he was 14, his father, who was a mechanical engineer, had started about five or six small businesses. Growing up, he spent quite a bit of time helping his father after school and on weekends and developed an interest in business. And he finished off high school and went to Swinburne University to complete a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering. Now in 1989, Mark founded DICOM Business Systems, where an opportunity to provide IT support to the Victorian Education Department came up. The DICOM crew grew very quickly and in 1993 ventured into providing some of the first spread spectrum wireless communication systems in Australia. This business grew and eventually became a separate organisation now known as DICOM Wireless Solutions. And under Mark's leadership, the DICOM expanded into IP security, CCTV and access control and cloud solutions. Now on today's show, Mark is going to speak about the importance of life balance, the importance of creating your own journey and the benefits of having an inspiring vision. So welcome to the call, Mark. Hi, I'm Marianne. Thank you. Look, you really have been baptized and grown up in the entrepreneurial world. I'd imagine you learned so many lessons watching your dad grow those businesses, yes? Oh, absolutely. And what was what do you think was the greatest lesson? I mean, we're certainly going to dive into some of the, the things that you know is important about building business. But when you reflect on how your dad ran his businesses, were there any insights that really come to mind as being beneficial and what you now use when you're looking at your businesses? Well, I think probably one of the things that I would suggest is that you really should do things that you're you're good at mm. and perhaps passionate about. Uh, that was one of the big lessons I learned from some of my, my father's enterprises. And do you find that there are some entrepreneurs and some businesses that don't really do that, that they're either not very skilled at the business that they're going into and or not really passionate about it at all? Is that something that you see quite regularly? Both. In fact, the DICOM business that I started, I started it um, really because it was an opportunity uh, as opposed to something that I really thought about that I wanted to do. It just mm -hmm. happened to be there. It was a way to make a few dollars while I was supporting a, a business that I was more passionate about. I stuck at it and grew grew the business. However, um, didn't really have the passion that perhaps I should have. And I think having passion is very important, isn't it? Because as we know in business, and I mean, you've probably seen this in your father's businesses, but also maybe even challenges that you've had to, to overcome. If you don't have the passion and that kind of that, that spark that motivation it can be really difficult to get up every morning to to overcome the many challenges which in business we face each and every day don't we oh very very much so in fact uh, six years ago i was uh, ready to give it all up and uh, it was just it was just becoming too much yes. and uh, um, because i didn't have a passion for the business yeah. um, I, I had a bit of a passion when i first started but that certainly waned over the years uh, 
Yeah. And it's good to, to hear people share insights like that because now when you go on social media, it's quite interesting. You see people who are in business and they're taking these lifestyle, sh you know, shots. Up in, unfortunately, some people even hire up and set up a stage, you know, and how wonderful and glamorous it is. But in actual fact, you know what, when you're really serious about business, the challenges overcome can really have you question. And if you don't have that passion, it's going to be very difficult. And in actual fact, too, you've now written a book and it's called The Build to Exit Story at the end of today's show you kindly um, going to give everybody a, a free copy of that book but within that I think you're reflecting a lot of the life's lessons things that you've learned along the way can I ask you what inspired you to write that book I guess probably the story starts a bit earlier I, I think I found I was like a lot of other business owners where I had this vision when I was working in a real job had this vision of having my own business and the vision was turned out to be very different than a reality. Hmm. I had this this idea of financial freedom and freedom from a boss and being in control of my own time and things like that. And I found within a few years, I was actually, like when I was working for a real job, I was able to finish work at the end of the day and just switch off. My boss did all the worrying about the business, had weekends free and that sort of thing. But mm -hmm. when I got into my business, I was working uh, 30 and 40 hours a week delivering the solutions. And then I was working another 20 to 30 hours a week doing all the admin, the finance, yeah. sales, marketing, account management, all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But worse than that, um, after that 60 or 70 hours a week I was working, I was still worrying about the business. Yeah. And so there's no, there's really no life balance. And when I got to the point of wanting to give it all up, uh, I was looking at my options. And one of the options was that I could go back and get a job. Well, that was, I was 55 at that time, or it's nearly seven years ago now. And mm -hmm. the, the option of getting a job was really pretty bleak, in fact, almost impossible. I could start another business, but then I figured, well, what would be different? And mm -hmm. so I really had a change of, um, I decided to change myself and work on myself and I did that and uh, now I've sort of managed to create the business that really uh, is, is paying my wages, paying my bills mm. and I'm only working a few hours a week in the business and allow, it's allowing me to do other things, other, other business things that I'm working on. And so that journey in the last seven years was really what inspired me to write the book, which goes through the lessons and the things that I have done differently and the things that I would do differently with the hope that I would shorten other business owners' journeys. I think, you know, when we learn from other people who have walked the journey, it certainly can fast track things and we can avoid, particularly when you're talking around life balance. I mean, how many business owners are in similar situations that you were those many years ago? They're wearing many hats and unfortunately they're not yet in a position to be able to hire a team to be able to take on a lot of these roles and then they've got the worry too. But there came a stage where you decided, you know what, I need to start to get some and balance back in my life. I know we've heard the word life balance, work-life balance before, but it's so difficult for many of us to actually start to work towards it. What was the time that happened for you that you thought, this is ridiculous, I've got to make a change? And what were some of the key things that you did to start to gain more life balance? Perhaps the, the, the big change for me, and I was working uh, you know, close to 100 hours a week at this time, wow. and I had a um, general manager for my business in Sydney. We decided to start, to start a branch up there, and uh, it was working quite well. And he was, a, he was a fairly fit sort of fellow. He was in his early 50s, um, didn't smoke or drink, um, was relatively active. And one day he dropped dead. <gasps> he was walking around the back of his car and he just simply dropped dead. He was dead before he hit the ground. Wow. And... When I, it was a real shock to me, a huge shock. And when I looked at his life, what I 
but I was trying to assess why that happened because his both his parents were still alive, all his brothers were still alive, so there's not, nothing hereditary. Mm. He's had a really good lifestyle, and and what I figured it was really related to stress because he was quite stressed about, you know, he had financial challenges and all that sort of stuff. And uh, so at that point, I sort of reassessed my life, and I thought, well, you know, I need to I need to get stop working so many hours, stop stressing. Uh, start taking up exercise and start spending time with my family and I just made that decision mm. uh, and and you know what the business survived yeah you know sometimes and it's so it, it's so easy for us to go you know what I'll get around to that I'll get around to it and for some of us like the situation that you just described horrendous I mean you know when we when we have people that come on our team often there's friendships and you know collegial relationships that are built through that involvement and working together to to find that someone just all of a sudden out of the blue that that happens how often do we wait for a life crisis to occur whether it in Involves ourselves personally or someone that's that's quite close to us obviously this happened it was horrendous so you just made that decision then and overnight you just made the change so often we need to do that don't we we, we make a decision then we need to take the action steps to ensure that that starts to occur yes absolutely yeah, absolutely yeah. It's, it's just so important um, and, and I figured that well, as I look back on my life, all of the things that were really important, I didn't remember anything about, you know, the, the material things that I'd bought for myself or the mm. time I'd spent in the business. I remember the times that I spent with my family and friends and I just made that decision I was going to do more of that. Yeah. Uh, more time exercising and of course my diet wasn't too bad but I improved that as well mm -hmm. <clears throat> just so important and I, I it's one of the reasons I've made that a very important message in my book is because I see so many business owners going down the same path they're stressed they're not spending time with their families they're not taking care of their health and mm. uh, they're just really wasting their life mm -hmm. when you make that decision often then you look at what you're doing and how often are we repeating things we don't have systems in place to support us which means we can often handle things two or three times and think we need to streamline did you find when you made the decision you know what at the end of the day I'm going to make this time the time that I stop and whatever hasn't finished I'm just going to do uh, the following day once you made the decision did you find that there were some other things that you do to support you in maintaining that life balance and what you said there is quite interesting because that's one of the things that I did. I, I, and I, I just realized that it is not possible to get everything done. I mean, I've, mm -hmm. I've got a job list, a priority list, which I reprioritize on an almost daily basis. Mm -hmm. And when I look at that, there's no way possible. If I, got, if I didn't get another job for, for the next 12 months, I'd have enough work to keep me going. Yeah. It's just not, just not possible to get through everything. And I just accept that. At the end of the day, whatever I get done is I get done. And I, and I, I treat my staff the same way. We all come to work. We all do as best we can. And whatever we don't get done. Done, we don't get done mm -hmm. uh, and that's why when sometimes you know people say to me oh you didn't ring me back you didn't do this well okay just relax you know yeah. it's, it's, we're in business and, and I, I'm sort of what the business people that I deal with I try to encourage them that if if they don't ring me back I'm not going to stress about it if I don't ring them back I'm not going to stress about it mm -hmm. we just have to accept that we can't get everything done and just deal with the priorities. Yeah, it's so important. And when we when we look at our list, often when we go through and re reprioritize things, we realize that not everything's urgent, not everything has to be done. And guess what? The world is not going to end because we didn't put a tick next to that box or a number of, of different boxes. Let's talk about the importance of creating your own journey because sometimes, um, you know, we start up our own businesses because we want to be in control. And, and I shared this just recently last week, I think, 
my calendar, my schedule was starting to control me to the point where I was kind of feeling stressed. And I thought, if I don't do anything, it's going to stay the same. So I made some, some decisions. But how often we don't create our own journey. Tell us, what does that mean when you say creating our own journey and what are some things that we need to start to implement? I guess I'd like to relate, relate a little story about that because we're, we're taught to set goals. And mm -hmm. as business owners and entrepreneurs, we do set goals and we focus on, on those goals to achieve them. But I'd like to relate a story about, uh, I was in, in San Francisco some years ago and my destination was Las Vegas. And so I could have driven from San Francisco to Las Vegas in eight hours. But I decided to take a, a side trip and I went off across to Monterey, mm -hmm. which I thought about was about two or three hours drive out of San Francisco, stopped there for lunch. And then we went down to Carmel. We stayed overnight, had a great time. We drove, drove down the coast, ended up in Hollywood and across to uh, Route 66 and the Grand Canyon. And we eventually got to Las Vegas about eight days later. So that eight, eight hour trip took eight days. Now, when I look back on that trip now, what I do remember is the journey. Mm. I, I, the, the destination, sure, I remember that, but it was the journey that was the highlight. And so I, when I relate that to my business, I actually create things that I'm going to remember. And these are things, things that I do with my staff. Um, we've, you know, been on, we've been away, we t go for dinners in the evenings, we've been away over the weekends and things like that. Which, it's just things that, I've, that, that I create in my life that make, it, make the journey. The, the key thing. Yeah. And I think what, what you're saying there is, is it's about the experience, isn't it? And Absolutely. it's and it's the experience that we remember because those are the memories that we are creating. Yes, you you've achieved goals and so forth, but it's the the dinner that you went out to, it's the celebration that you took to celebrate the fact that, you know, something might have been done, or even just enjoying people's company, I think is so important. And as you're sharing that story, that it's so true. I mean, I've done a number of trips to the US and pretty much because I was on my own and I really didn't want to travel around not really knowing anyone had my family been there it would have been different of course but my goal was to attend a conference do some coaching you know with colleagues and so forth and then pretty much go home what a wasted opportunity I could have gone out and, and seen more of the country of course I was a little bit nervous but it's so true I mean we we need to make the decision to start to create the journey again was that a decision that you made and then do you purposely try it with intention to create little moments like that throughout your week or is it a monthly thing share a little bit about how you continue to create your own journey along the way and of course for your, your team as well Yes, well, I, well, I do think do things on a um, on a weekly basis. Well, just as an example, I've bought some um, some tickets for myself and my staff um, accommodation up in Noosa. Yeah, um, and we're going to spend some time together up there. So that would be more of an annual thing. Yeah, there are times we go out for lunch. We 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 have barbecues. Just just things, and it's, and it's always really related to people mm. that are creating these experiences. So it's it's very purposeful. Yeah. Yeah. I also, um, one thing we do in our general meetings, we ask staff to give feedback as to what they would like to do um, and, and that's that sort of thing. So we all, we all have a, all get, get around and talk about the things we'd like to do together. So Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it can be even as as, um, as looking at the environment in which you, you worked. I know for m myself, I've got, I mean, I've, I've got um, a home-based office and an office that I can, if, if I'm meeting with clients, but I know in the home-based office, you know, spend a little bit of time just redecorating and making the place just that can make such a difference can't it and and how we show up when the environment in which we're working and same for our team the environment in which we create can really empower people to yeah to, to really enjoy what they're doing is that something you found too absolutely in fact if you if you listen to some of the stuff that my staff want i'm listening to all these things that they want to put into into our working environment i'm thinking wow that's the place i want to work in 
awesome. <laughs> I know. Isn't it interesting that um, as a leader in your business, you've reached out to your staff and you've encouraged them to 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 share, you know, and, and I mean, that kind of thing um, is incredible because number one, they, there's buy in there too, but number two, you're really validating their, you know, their, their, um, their ideas. But how often when you do that, they think of things that you would never have even come up with uh, by giving them an opportunity to share. Have you found that too? Absolutely. In fact, it's a very, it's a very key part of my book because part of the, part of the book really is about um, building a business, business that can run without you. Yes. And if you want to do that, you need to have your, your staff and your team engaged and part of it. And so I, I really very much focused on that. Yeah. I think as leaders of business, we often think that we need to come up with the answers all the time. But in actual fact, when we encourage our team to, to come up with ideas, share ideas in that way, sometimes that, that vulnerability can really, you know, I don't have all the answers. What are some things that, that you can come up with? That really strengthens the team, doesn't it? Whereas as leaders, we often think we need all the answers too. Yes? Absolutely, absolutely, and, that, and that's probably one of the real challenges of a lot of entrepreneurs is that they, they because they've been used to doing everything on their own, mm. they think they have to. But once you get the team involved, at the end of the day, the team are out there delivering stuff themselves, and they're, they're the, they are the ones that are going to come up with some of the great ideas. Yeah, yeah. When you're looking then at um, creating your own journey, if you look back to, say, Dietcom Business Systems when you first started, and that, that really evolved and expanded in, into other business ventures, was those things that you were doing then too through the journey, or you found that really it's only been in the last so many years that you're, you're doing that? And then what's the difference between when you weren't doing it to, to what's happening now? Well, no, actually, I started doing that very early on. It was something that was, I was always very passionate about. And I think it probably comes from, it was an inheritance from my grandfather, in fact. He was the manager of a large factory in Hungary. And he used to, he used to take his, his um, staff and their families out um, on the weekends and playing football and things like that. Yes. Um, and it was, I guess it was passed down from my grandfather to my father to myself. That's yeah. just a, an attitude that I have. Yeah. And people, uh, when they feel appreciated and you are creating that environment that people really enjoy being at, their performance is just, it just, they just work, to, they work far better, don't they? Because that they really enjoy being there at, at work. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk about the benefits having an inspiring vision, but to make sure everyone's on the same page, how would you define vision? I think um, there are two, two questions that I would ask to, to work out whether you have a vision. And I'm not so much talking about a vision for the business. This is more of, I mean, we've got a vision for the business, of course, but this is a vision that goes beyond the business. It's a vision that, that of the change that you want to make. And mm -hmm. so one of the questions I would ask is that if, if you had nothing, for example, if your business happened to, you walked away from your business and you had nothing, would the vision you have still inspire you? And the other, the other question would be is if you had everything, if you had you know, $200,000 coming into your bank account for the rest of your life and you never had to work for money again, would that vision still be the same? Mm -hmm. hmm. So that's, 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 that's how you tell whether you've, got a, whether you've got a really great vision. And so my vision, for example, it, it'll, take, it'll go well, well beyond my death. It's, yeah. um, it's something that excites me and inspires me. Yeah. Did you want to share what that is? Yes. So, and 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 I can and I'll also share the importance of it. Yeah. Um, and this is something that really happened, I guess, about six years ago when I was at that turning point where I was saying, well, you know, I've had enough in my business. I want to get out. Um, but then, I, and then I started thinking about the changes I want to make. And I was in the Philippines in 1995, and just really taken back about how challenging life was for people over there. And my goal was to go back when I'd retired and help people out. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't quite happen that way. I didn't retire when I thought I would. 
And uh, so I, I kept on going. And but what I realized about seven years ago was that I could actually use my business to make that change. And so that's what ended up happening. Yeah. Uh, and so now, now part of my business, we, we employ people in the Philippines. So I'm, I'm making a difference by providing meaningful employment to people over there. Mm-hmm. And we're also, we've also launched an organization called Cultivo, which is a, a business incubator to help small businesses in developing nations start and grow. And, you know, some of the stories that I've got of what we're doing over there are just so exciting and inspiring yes. that, 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 that I get really excited when, I, when I'm working on this. Yeah. Wow. But, but probably the, the importance of that is, I think, that when I think about, um, about the stresses I used to have now, all of those business stresses have just disappeared because what I realize is my vision and the things that I want to do and achieve go way beyond the, the normal everyday stresses of business. Um, and that's probably one of the key key things I think that I can I can pass on to people is if you can if you can find that and there's so much opportunity that we can of change we can make it doesn't have to be overseas of course there's so much thing so many things here locally that we can be engaged in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think it's really tapped into your why isn't it I mean when you think about the impact that uh, just through you know your business the impact that you're having on so many lives that really pulls you forward doesn't it uh, far greater and it's far bigger than you isn't it and when I say for us when we think of creating a vision that really is tied deeply to our why it pulls us forward it really um, empowers us just to to keep going because of the fact that uh, the impact we're having is is really exciting to us absolutely so when you then defined then your vision was it something that just came to you or did you find that it evolved definitely an evolution so it started in 1995 where it was just a goal to go back and make it and to help people out and I think it's like any goal, the more that you think about it, the more that you set it, the more that you work on it, the, uh-huh. the, the grander it becomes. And of course, it didn't, didn't become this grand vision at that time. But it's got to, got to the point now with, that I've spent so much time on it, it's, it's just become a, a real focus. Yes. And so I can really see what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. It's, the path is really, really clear. Thank you for sharing that because, you know, sometimes as we're starting to work on this, and I think it's very important, I mean, you hear some of the great businesses who really are making an impact, you have a look at their vision and then, of course, their mission. It really very much is tied tied to who they are, their team and the people that are part of that very much are aligned with the values of the, the team and everyone's working together. It didn't just happen overnight. This was, th- you know, they took time to let that evolve to the point that, uh, yeah, it really really is is now clear and and so often we think as business owners oh I need to come up with a a vision and if I don't get it straight away I I must be a failure were there some things that enable that you if you look back that enabled you to get um, clarity on that I mean obviously there was there was a real passion to help those people but there were there things that you did like journaling or were there some you know exercises that you did that helped you really get clarity that to voice this is what I want to do Look, I think probably the most important thing is that, and particularly with business owners, we've we've got so little time and so, and generally not a lot of extra cash flow. So you think, oh, what can I do? Oh, I'll just wait till I retire and get heaps of money and heaps of time. Yeah. Uh, my 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 thought is, don't do that. My thought is to start as soon as you possibly can, and you don't really need to have a lot of time or money. Mm. It's it's really just about getting that positive feedback from changing from brightening somebody's day. In fact, one of the one of the projects we ran about two years ago was I gave my staff a, a small amount of money and they would go out there and they would just do small things to just brighten people's day. You know, it might have mm. been the 
the the guy who was directing traffic, you know, in, in the sun in the sun for twelve hours a day, they go and give him a, give him a bit of change or buy him a cup of coffee. Yeah. And and the feedback you get from that smile is really just this some, something that lights you up inside. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, one of the jobs we're working on at the moment, um, this guy, he he earns about three dollars or sorry eight dollars a day. Uh, um, to, to support his family on, and his job is driving a um, this little tricycle thing with a sidecar. Um, so we're we're buying him a new tricycle. We've just bought him a new tricycle, actually. Yeah. Um, which costs two hundred dollars. So it's a very small amount, but that is going to change his life. Yes. Um, and when I looked at his life prior to what doing it, it was I just get really emotional about it, and just knowing that 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 help is just it's just such a po- great positive feedback. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, my my thought really would be. Is, go out and do something it doesn't really matter so much what it was what it is over time what it is for you specifically will, will actually emerge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we can really i think tie that back even to you know the the previous point about creating our own journey you start off and as you said start off small start now because mm-hmm. when you start to see the incredible impact even from giving a small uh, as your business continue to grow because it's connected to your why and and you're getting bigger jobs and better bigger opportunities it means then you can expand rather than as you say waiting till till i get to the big destination to the big goal because I've, I've kind of generated enough income to really to be able to to give big amounts but as you say start small and as you continue to grow your business the increments can, can certainly get bigger as well I cannot wait to get a, a copy of the book share a little bit more about some of the, the key chapters that you really can't wait for us to read and then of course how do we get a copy of the book Firstly, I guess I'll, I'll talk, talk very briefly about the about the pillars. So the book itself is 25 chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, there are five pillars related to um, building value in the business, and then there are five phases that deal with a particular business challenge. So if we look at the pillars, the first pillar is, is about vision. So it's really about a vision for yourself. Then it goes into a vision for your team, and finally a vision for what the change you want to make in the world. Mm-hmm. The second pillar is about about mastery. With mastery, it's really the, it culminates in writing a book about your area of mastery in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, the third pillar is about team, which is really about creating a business that's going to work without you. Uh, the fourth one is about financial stability, which is obviously about creating a healthy bottom line. And the fifth one is is brand, which is about uh, branding and marketing your business. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of chapters, let me just talk about one. Do you one have chapter. a favourite? Do you have a favourite uh, that you think, oh, I'd love this one? <laughs> <laughs> Probably all of them, and they're all very important, no, of course. No, not, not at all. Um, I do have a few favourites. Uh, one of my favourites, I think, is, is um, chapter 1.3, which is uh, it's, it's really about flow. It's, it's the first chapter of team, and the first chapter of team is about understanding what your strengths are, your entrepreneurial strengths and what your weaknesses are, mm-hmm. and, and building on those strengths. And by doing that and practicing that, you can you can end up in a state of flow, which is really really a very very highly productive state. And so that chapter describes how you do that, and how you can actually do do that for your team as well, because obviously having your team in these uh, working in the, their areas of excellence is very important. Yes. But I, that was that was uh, one of my favourite chapters. But I've got a few favourites, and I've got a few that were quite challenging for me to write because. Mm. Um, I didn't know everything, and of course, uh, the each chapter is defined, or the content is defined by the intersection of the pillar of value and the phase of um, of challenge. And so, I had to write the the chapter appropriately. So that was that was interesting. Yeah, fantastic. Look, how do we get a copy of the book? And of course, it's called Build to Exit: The Build to Exit Story. 
Well, I guess the uh, to get a physical copy of the book, um, we're going to have it up on the website. The 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 um, the actual soft copy can be downloaded from the website, which is build2exit.com.au. It's not quite launched yet. The, the, build, the, the website is there. It'll be ready for the launch date of the 5th of August. So, of course, uh, to get a soft copy of that book and, and also if you want to get a, a hard copy of the book, that website is buildtoexit.com.au. Fantastic. Are there, if there were one last piece of advice that you would want to, to give everyone other than grab a copy of this book, even if it's a soft copy, because there's some key things that we need to have in place if we want to build a company or a business that has value. And of course, we know that uh, at the end of uh, our uh, being the leader, if we want to sell that, these things are going to be important to a potential purchaser. But what other in one last insight that you would share with people today? Well, I have two, I have two quotes that I've, I've come up with uh, during the course of the book. One quote is that we have one chance to create an ex exciting and inspiring life. Take it. Mm. The second quote I have, which is the quote that I close the book on, is that measure your success not by the dollars in your bank account but the smiles you create well thank you so much for coming on the show uh, mark you you really have been an inspiration i i uh, through the sort of stories that you've shared and i know you're going to impact a lot of lives you know through the your business and uh, the impact that you're making to to developing business you know helping de businesses develop in developing countries and of course people who are going to access the build to exit book too so thanks for coming on the show Thank you, Emily. Much appreciated.